There is an old saying, usually by women, there just isn't enough time in the day. Well, we know someone who read that statement, laughed at it, and sent it home with its tail between its legs. She's about to school us all on doing whatever you want to do. The climb to the top feels so good when you get there. Is it just us, or can it feel lonely sometimes, even when you're successful? And who defines success anyway? What about life's twists and turns? We've learned a few things along the way, and we're ditching the culture of competitiveness. Bringing together women from different backgrounds to share their stories. Let's do this together. Welcome to Think Tank of Three podcast. Hi, I'm Rishia Candidate Capasuras, along with Julie Holton and Audrea Fink. We are your Think Tank of Three. You know, when people say, don't allow yourself to get too comfortable or boredom will set in, Rochelle Stovall-Lee took note. Boredom is not even a part of her lexicon. She is a real estate broker, photographer, and graphic artist. She has a gamergy entertainment bus for events like private parties and carnivals. She models, she does commercials, while also serving as an HR manager to a government agency. I'm tired just listening and reading that. Right. And did we mention her number one job of all? She's a mother of five, one, two, three, four, five boys, <laughs> maybe six, depending on the day. Cause she is married. I'm just saying. <laughs> so being energy constant, I would think is an absolute requirement. How is she getting it all done? And what is driving her Rochelle? Welcome to the show. <laughs> oh, M-G. What an introduction. You guys uh, make me sound good, or should I say tired? <laughs> you make yourself good. sound good. <laughs> Let's leave it at good. <laughs> no, but, but really, thanks for having me on your show. I'm glad to be on the show. Glad to have you. So the first question, it's basically been posed. How on earth are you doing everything that you're doing? <laughs> Well, with a, a lot of prayer and strategic planning, I, I'd say on my part, uh, I just do it. It just seems to all work. I've been doing this all my life, so I really don't know anything else or any other way. I've always been the creative, business savvy, tech savvy kind of person, always had a zeal to make money. I think the difference with me is I found a way to keep everything in-house and to save money. And that was with me learning how to do multiple things. Most people would look at a lot of things that they need for their new business and figure out how they would hire someone to do this or that. But the way that my mind is and the way that it works, I, I just say, um, how can I figure out how to do that <laughs> and then save money and then keep the middleman out and keep more profit. And so which resulted in me knowing how to do a wider range of, of things. And I'm not just, I'm not afraid to get in there and learn something. In fact, I'm eager to learn something because it's, it's because uh, I have a gift to, to learn and, and just get it done, I guess. <laughs> I love that curiosity mindset that you yeah. have. If I don't know it, like, I'm just, I'm going to go learn. I'm going to go figure it out. How, yeah. how do you balance that with like being tired? I find if some, like I have to be in the right mindset even if I'm curious, right? Even if I'm curious, I have to be in the right mindset to go dig into something. How do you sustain that mindset? I don't know. My mind just works weird, I guess. And, and I have this weird amount of energy to, to sustain it. And um, it's something on the inside that I guess it was just instilled in me from my parents to 
always go after what you want, go after your dreams. And they instilled that in me at a young age. And so the work hard, the work ethic, all of that, and the curiosity of how things work, I think all of that encompassed together, it just made me who I am today. And so I just, I just do. I mean, it's just things that I just do. And I don't think about a lot of it. I just do it. And so it's, it's just the way it is. And you do it with a smile. Like you are just like beaming. Yes. I I, I feel like Rochelle, and I mean this in the best of all ways. I I think, you know, we were talking recently on a podcast um, about how many little girls kind of when they're young, they think they can do anything. They can be the next president. They can, you know, become an astronaut and fly to the moon. And then at some point along the way, the world steps in and says, no, you can't. No, you can't. And it seems like maybe you were never told no, or you just did never hear it. (laughs) You just keep (laughs) on going. You know, like, what do you, what do you, what do you say to other women who feel that way to the world sometimes? Because I think sometimes it's not, it's not even just that we get tired from all the work we're doing, but we get tired from feeling like we're hitting those roadblocks or feeling like we're being told no. Yeah, I, I, I have never taken no as, as the ending point. And so I've, I've been told no a lot, but I have used those no's to make me powerful. And so as a young girl, I, I, I remember my mom instilling in me you can do anything you want to do. I, I, I remember my dad telling me that I can do anything. He was like, you have so many great ideas, even as a young, as a, as a child. He was like, that is going to catapult you into something that is, that is astronomical. And so I, I believed him. I, I just, I believed him and I just, I just ran with it. And I think also my co-host here, I think you guys probably heard also a very positive attitude towards money. We yes. have just had some conversations with other podcast um, guests about women specifically and their relationship with money. And mm-hmm. when you said <laughs> your comments about basically, I like money. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. You know, I broke it down to a very, uh, you know, mine was not as eloquent as yours. <laughs> I think you used the word zeal or something, but bottom line was I like money. <laughs> yeah. And there, you know, and you've, you've channeled that positive energy with the positivity that you have naturally yes. with the curiosity, with the positive reinforcement and self. And here Absolutely. you are. Yes. Yes. And so that's the formula. Everyone take note. There it is. <laughs> Hold on. We solved the world. Great. <laughs> no more podcasts needed. Well, someone's got to make money. So it might as well be Rochelle, right? Like I love that yeah. kind of that idea. And and Rochelle too, as you were talking, you know, 
you know, your ventures all feel connected. So mm -hmm. like, how did you start to decide? Cause you know, I work with a lot of business owners and one of the things that I talk with them about is knowing when to hire someone to do something that you're not good at. But what you bring into the equation is something very different, which is you have the ability to learn, you have the ability to adapt and to figure out how to fit this next venture into what you're doing. And that's a very special skill set. So how did you decide? Um, because it still, I'm sure, takes a lot of decision making. You can't, no one single person can be everything all the time and all the businesses. You have to know the right places to plug in. So how did you develop this eclectic business life? Um, some things just came about and some things I had to work hard at obtaining. But um, eclectic is very, is definitely what it is. I consider myself to be eclectic. I am the eclectic one. <laughs> I am the sum of all of these things that God has given me. That is, that is just who I am. And I had to learn to be okay with that. I had to learn to be okay with the gifts that God has given me. And for someone to be able to do a plethora of things, it can be daunting. And for a while I struggled with being this type of person and I purposely held myself back because it was like the highlight was always on me and I didn't want that. And so um, I had people coming at me saying, oh, you think you're all that, you can do this, you can do that. And, and that, that comes, I mean, that, that gets at you, that gets under your skin after a while. But um, I mean, I heard it all. It wasn't until later and, and I learned to own who I really was. And mostly everything I do is self-taught and God-given. I've literally sat down and studied my craft with trial and error and have been able to be really good at it. And I hate to say a master of my craft, but I'm always learning to, because I'm always learning you to, to hate to, say it. to be better. Say master <laughs> of your craft, say it. Let me just say right now how blown away I am, but what you just revealed, this, this, this negative energy that was coming at you about um, people feeling however they felt some sort of way, because I was on the complete opposite end of that spectrum when it came to you. I was always like, she's the coolest person I know. I just really want to be your friend. <laughs> I am dead serious. You have to understand. So there, uh, to our listening audience, what I was explaining to our, my, our, my beautiful co-hosts is that um, Rochelle and I have known each other since high school. And Rochelle was always without, and she still is, you can see it. I mean, you can't physically see her right now, but she's the most laid back, cool, person. I mean, I remember our basketball coach was like, does anything ever get to Ro? Cause Ro would just be like, sup, you know, I mean, walk to practice, you know, he'd be like, it's time for drills. And be like, let's hustle. And Ro's like, I'm coming. You know? <laughs> walking all slow. You know? So I was just like, man, she's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so to hear that there was any kind of doubt in you, it's just like, what? No. <laughs> yes. I mean, as just as women, a lot of times we put each other down and it's just, just not good. And so for that reason, I didn't have a lot of women friends. I mean, I, I hung around with guys a lot. I <laughs> and I, I had all brothers. I didn't have any sisters. So it was like, I was just more comfortable with, with guys and, and all of that. But being that type of person, you really have to have thick skin because you get the darts thrown at you. You get 
you know, the looks and all of that. And you really have to understand who you are. And it took me a while to understand that and to not allow the things that people were saying or, or the haters, so to speak, to get to you. Rochelle, you said something that I want to circle back to because Mm -hmm. we, we interview a lot of women on this podcast who have really incredible stories and Mm -hmm. you're obviously one of them. And one thing that you said, you you pointed out your God-given talents. And I think it's so important to pause at this for a moment because oftentimes I want to make sure that women aren't listening to these stories and thinking that they need to be just like the person we're talking to. I don't want anyone who's listening to think that they're not successful until they open 20 businesses and have five kids, five boys at home like you do. I mean, that's not the point. The point is what you said, that if you feel compelled to have multiple businesses, because that's what fulfills you, just like it does you, Rochelle, that is amazing. That is what God is calling to you. That is what you should do. If you are someone who is fulfilled, with working a nine to five and focusing on family time at home or focusing on volunteering in your community, whatever it is that drives you, that is what you should do. And I think that that's something that you have done so well for yourself is to not listen to the people who said you were doing too much or thought you could do it all or whatever it was that they had to say with attitude, you focused on what was right for you. And that is so important. I think that's the biggest lesson of all for any of us to learn in this life is to do what we are meant to do, which is not going to look like the person next to us. Yes. Oh, absolutely. You you said a lot right there. And I wholeheartedly, and I tell people all the time, do you, do you be unapologetically you be (laughs) authentically you because your story is not going to look like my story. And um, what works for me is not going to work for the next person. So God put certain gifts in front of each person to to do and he has um he has equipped us to be able to do the things that he is he wants us to do so you you need to know what god is telling you to do and and you do that you don't do what god has told me to do because then you go way off on a a tangent where you're not supposed to be and then that it won't turn out good so um so yeah i tell everybody don't look at me and say, oh, I'm going to do what you're doing. I'm going to do all of that. No, you do what you are supposed to do. And then everyone doing what they're supposed to do will keep us all out of a lot of trouble. Mm, I love Preach. that. And I, laugh. <laughs> I love that. I actually, you said that, and I want to call myself out right now. We were thinking when we talked about your intro, I was like, how are you not tired? Like, how are you not tired? Isn't that exhausting that life? which is utter bull. The reason I think it's tiring to hear it, those are my gifts. And I think we need to stop looking at people in their lives and what they have and thinking like, oh man, if I did that, I would be like, who cares if I did that? My gifts, the the ones that are mine, right? Mm -hmm. That's going to fulfill me. And even, I think even when we're not in competition, well, we're still comparing ourselves to others. Mm -hmm. So I love that Julie called out the like, you don't have to have 80 businesses to be successful. Whatever you decide is success is success. Mm -hmm. But how did you learn 
to accept that about yourself? Like, what would you, what advice would you give to someone who says, I don't know what my gifts are. I don't know how to accept this. How did you find that space for yourself? Um, it took, it took some years to, to, to figure that out. And, um, just, just living life and, and doing, doing what I am supposed to be doing. Um, I had to, I had to learn how to accept my gifts. And so it's, um, I don't know, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to explain because it, I'm, I go back to like someone asking who can do this or who can do that. And then me retracting and not saying anything, but I know that I can do that. I can do that. And I can do that. And then me saying, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. Nope. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but, um, but then again, but early on, I think I was saying, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. And so I was burning myself out by doing all of these projects and doing all of the, um, doing all kinds of sorts of projects for people um, because I, I was not saying no. <laughs> and that, and that's a whole, that's a whole nother thing. The, the art of saying no. And mm. I had to, I had to learn how to, to do that because when you, when you have a lot of things that you can do and want to help people. And that's the other thing I want to help. And so I, I want to be this helper of people and, and give, and also give my gifts to, to people so they can benefit from them. And so a lot of times I was not, I was not charging for anything. A lot of this stuff I was doing oh, that hurts for me. free. Oh. For free. And yes. Breathe, Audrey. Deep breath, Audrey. Try. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's a real it, struggle, it, right? To be yeah, wanting the, to help and making yes. money. Yes, it is a it is definitely a struggle and a balance because um because of the heart that I have and I want to help people. And then on the other side, there is the business side as well. And so you have to be able to balance the two and and know when to give this as charity and then when to, Hey, I got a business. I got to keep the lights on. I got to pay my car note. I got to do this. So, but early on, it was a lot of just giving it away because of just my heart. People come to me and be like, Oh, you know, this church needs something or this church or this person or, or, you know, something, whatever it was, I did that, but I had to learn how to say no and to start doing my business and and getting paid for what I do. I want to go back to the question about the connection of some of my businesses because it's probably the number one question I get asked all the time and um, about the connection or how did I start off with all of these ventures but like my real estate business it really isn't related to any of my other businesses but it's like my bread and butter it's what sustains me and I got into, I got interested in real estate when we were purchasing our first home in 2004. And I wanted to get into real estate investing. And when I realized that if I became a real estate agent, I could get a profit from being an agent and make money on the investment side, a light bulb went off and I was like, ding, ding, ding. So with that being like, with me being who I am, I was like, I need to get my license. So I started this 
real estate school and my plan was to get my license and learn everything I could in two years under a broker and then get my broker's license and start my own company because I like having my own. Um, So (laughs) I got my license, passed the exam on the first try and became one of my broker's top salespersons. And I ended up staying a year longer. I stayed three years instead of two. And then um, I took my broker's exam, passed on the first time, and then left the company to start my own brokerage. And um, my GameMG GameBus business, it was related to another business that I had. It was a marketing tool for a sports drink company that we had, and it was called GamerG. And we sold the GamerG sports drink company, and I kept the bus because I was like, this could be a standalone business. So um, the GamerG Game Bus became a business on its own that hosts parties, carnivals, school events, all of that. My photography and graphics business, they're closely related. Photography these days is half and half. It like half is taking the picture. The other half is editing. But on the flip side of editing, I do graphic arts. And I've been designing logos, flyers, album covers, artwork marketing materials, et cetera, for years before, years before photography. And so it's just an added perk if as a photographer, I know how to do graphics because I can provide some really cool edited photos or ex- or extras to my clients because I have that extra skill. Let me tell you, let me give you an example of how all of this is connected and how one project I just finished last week, how all of that came together. And so a client came to me and he said he was starting a business and he didn't know where to start, but he knew I could guide him. And he needed he needed everything to get started and all he had was a name for his business. So I consulted with him and he came up with the direction. We came up with a direction. I designed a logo and I began to work on a website. We decided we needed photos. So um, he wanted photos of him and his slogan on a t-shirt. I made shirts, I took studio photos, edited them, made the website, made the flyers, made the banners, business cards, et cetera, found a business for his, a building for his business. And so now normally most of those things wouldn't be done. It'll be done by different entities, but I was able to do all of those things. So you're kind of able to be like a one-stop shop for clients because you have all of these different ventures. Yeah. And you had mentioned at the beginning that real estate wasn't necessarily connected but it sounds like if you're finding places for him for his company yeah, so it, it kind of comes around yeah. <laughs> in certain instances it will come around to to be all connected because I will eventually connect him <laughs> connect dots I uh cannot wrap my head around the fact that the list of what you're doing professionally is so long in and of itself and then we add five boys okay. five active <laughs> that somehow have not sucked all of the amazing out of you. You know, you're, (laughs) maybe that harkens back to your ability to just move slow, stay cool, (laughs) not worry about it. (laughs) What's been your family's role in, in helping you to achieve everything that you're achieving? They, they have been really supportive my family has has been supportive they're nothing but supportive my kids don't know me any other way <laughs> so they just know mom is she's out there under the car working on on the car <laughs> or cuz because it's it's funny because i have i have a car and i like to 
I like to accessorize it. And so I do it <laughs> myself. So I have learned, I go on YouTube and then I research it and then I do all of these accessories to my car. And then, so Malik, he's the, the my husband, he's this other supportive guy. Um, and he's like, you need to make a, a podcast of this or, or a YouTube thing. You would do so well. Oh, I'm like, like I, I stop giving me stuff to do. <laughs> <laughs> I've got enough, man. You don't need like, to I got enough. <laughs> he's always coming up with something saying, oh, you can do this. You'll be really good at this. Do this. And I'm like, um, you do it. <laughs> you need to do that. God didn't give me that. He gave it to you. <laughs> but they are, they are super supportive. What an incredible support system. And, and of course, going back to your parents, because you were talking about them earlier too. I -hmm. mean, like, thank you to mom and dad, because they just, I mean, just the whole system that you have built, it just reminds me of, of why we, we created this podcast um, for the women listening who maybe don't have that support system. Like we all need someone that's cheering us on. And, um, and even if they're not encouraging us to do more things like your husband is um, <laughs> just having that, having that tribe. But we also talk about the importance of self-care and time for ourselves. You have to take some time for you in, in all of this, how do you do that? Is there such a thing as balance in your life? (laughs) Oh, yes. I have, I, that's another thing that I've learned. I have learned to take time for myself and I take my time. Believe me, I take my time. (laughs) I will just leave and just (laughs) be gone for a few hours. I'll be at Costco. That's my happy place. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just be gone and just Walking around Costco, touching stuff. That's what my husband says. You just go into the store to touch things. <laughs> <laughs> Especially around this time when they have all the blankets. I just, I, I can't help myself but to touch all the blankets. It's like, oh, it's so soft. <laughs> that and the samples. Who can't waste right? a couple hours and in Costco? <laughs> They have their samples back. So I was like, <laughs> I'm going to say, are the back, are the samples at Costco back? They're back. They're back. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 I'm there. It's a, not Costco a, without samples. I know. I know. I'm there at least a couple of times a week, but I have a big family. So I, I was about to say, yeah. you don't have a choice. You, you're feeding growing <laughs> boys who like, they don't, you know, it's like, can I eat? What I can't know. I eat? And I had to put a lock on my pantry. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I did. I, I had to put a lock on my pantry because just things were just leaving. <laughs> and my 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 food bill is astronomical. And I'm like, there's no way a big 50 pack of chips should be gone the next day. <laughs> there was a there was a movie. It was with um it's a comedy. I want to say with Matthew Perry and Zach Efron. I can't even remember that the name of the movie is. And the only reason it's in my head is I literally, there's a scene where it's, they've switched bodies or something. So Zach Efron is, is his character is like the adult has jumped into his body. Right. And mm-hmm. a friend of his, he's gone, you know, he's staying with like the, the best friend of who would have been an adult. He, and the friend comes home and he looks at the countertop on the kitchen and like, everything that was in the pantry, everything that was in the refrigerator is just strewn about the countertop. All the packages are empty. Kid is like cheese whizzing cheese into his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) And he's just sitting there and he's like, kind of looking sick to himself. And he's like, oh, I'm so hungry. You have anything else? And he's like, 
what did you not eat? There, <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> you got five of them. Tuesday night. Times five. Yeah. Times five. <laughs> times five. Well, could be six, but you've got times five. Yeah. 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 Six, six on certain days. My husband is uh, one of them as well. <laughs> and then they just, and then they just look at you and they're like, what? <laughs> It's like what? You know, they go and they grab a handful of of fruit snacks and put it in their backpack and go to school. I'm like, what? No, you get one a day, one, <laughs> one a day. <laughs> Rochelle, you're breaking the mold in so many ways. When I mean, we've talked about, you know, kind of from the business aspect of being unapologetically you, but also mm-hmm. as a mom. I mean, by today's quote unquote standards, having five kids is a large family. Not a, you know, and a lot of judgments get made there too as we said earlier, uh, women were working on this, I hope, but we tend to make judgments either way, whether you choose to have a family, whether you choose to have kids or not to have kids, whether you have too many kids or not enough kids. Um, Mm -hmm. So, I mean, is this another area of your life where you've just said, I don't care what other people say, this is what I wanted to do? (laughs) Well, um, it didn't start off that way. I have a, I have a blended family. So my, my husband had two kids before uh, we got married. And so I have three biological um, sons. And so we have that many because we were trying to have a girl. <laughs> I was, I thought so. And I said, it's, it's all your fault. <laughs> you don't have that gene. <laughs> I said, so we are not trying again. God just wanted us to have five boys and that's what it is. And now I have a grandson. So <laughs> don't stop it. <laughs> yes. Stop it. Oh my gosh. So, hot grandma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's a hot grandma. <laughs> so entrepreneur, mother of five, mm-hmm. sometimes six, now grandmother. Badass. Dare, yeah, dare we ask? Are you adding anything else to the list or are we going to just like hang out here and bask in the glory that is you right now? (laughs) Well, um, there's, I think as long as I'm breathing or living, there's always going to be more. (laughs) There's, there's always going to be something because God always gives me, gives me um, ideas or, or things to, to help people. I think that as I get older, it'll just come across differently. So it'll probably be given to my kids or to grandkids or something like that. But, um, I think he's, he's forever talking to, to me. He's forever talking to everyone. It's just, we need to tune in and listen to see, um, to see what he has for us. And so, so yeah, there, there will be something else. (laughs) And we will be following to figure out what that next something else is. (laughs) For sure. So awesome. Rochelle, I just, I, I think uh, Audrea said it perfectly, basking in the glory that is you. <laughs> it's just, it just works so well. You know, I, I thank you so much for taking the time to, to share your story with us today. However, we're, we're not quite done yet. We do have what we call our rapid fire questions. And this is when we just go to you with, you know, your, your quick response, whatever first pops into your mind. Um, with regards to advice for any of our listeners out there. So are you ready? Okay, let's go. All right. Is there a lesson that you have recently learned that you wish you had learned earlier in your career? Yes, is to be me, be 
unapologetically me. Everyone will adjust. And there are so many times when I tried to not stick out or tried to do what others thought I should be or wear my hair a certain kind of way. That's a whole nother topic <laughs> to be acceptable in the corporate world. But just be unapologetically you. People will adjust. From the lessons that you've learned, what advice would you offer to any woman? You are not less than, you are fearless and can accomplish things beyond your wildest imagination. With faith oh and God. hard work, you can make it. In today's world, what do you think is the most important skill for a woman? Huh, that's a good one. Adaptability. In today's world, you have to be able to switch and pivot at any given moment. Um, this world is changing fast and we need to be able to adapt to the changes that life brings. We don't have time to sit and moan and groan about what has happened or, or why this did happen or did not happen. When the time comes to adjust, first you have to first recognize that a change has come and you need to really adjust quick and switch it up to fit the times that we're in. And we are always in a constant state of change, whether we know it or not. And so it's like, have you ever been asked, how did I end up here? <laughs> and it's, it's just little, small, sometimes unnoticeable changes over a period of time that, that led you to see the big change where you are now. And you can't see the change that you're in until you step back and look at it over a period of time. So sometimes when change comes, the change doesn't line up with our own agenda and we're plan and and what we planned and we wind up feeling like in our feelings a little bit but we have to adapt to it because change is inevitable but the good thing is we were made to adjust i love that would you mind sharing the best way for our audience to connect with you if they have questions or if they have business interests or if they need a party bus <laughs> Yeah, um, I have my email. It's it's i.rochelle.lee at gmail.com. And it's Rochelle at R-O-S-H-E-L-L-E, Lee, L-E-E. -E. I am on Facebook under Rochelle Stovall Lee and Instagram at Creative Imagery. Following now. <laughs> She's very quick. She's very quick to get on it. <laughs> Ro, it has been an absolute, absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank and this you. has been the Think Tank of Three. If you have topics you'd like us to cover or guests you'd like to hear from, send us a message at thinktankofthree at gmail.com. Subscribe to the Think Tank of Three wherever you listen to podcasts and connect with us online. We blog weekly at thinktankofthree.com. Follow us on social media. You can find us individually on LinkedIn and as Think Tank of Three on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Women, click to join our private group on Facebook where we can all share advice and articles. And if you liked what you heard in the podcast, share it. You can find Think Tank of Three on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Amazon Music, and SoundCloud.